everyone and welcome to episode 31 of Love Every Day. Today is January 31st and this is week 5, day 1. I'm your host Jesse Marks with John McCrary. John, it's the start of a new week. It's almost the end of the month. It is the end of the month, almost the start of a new month. How are you feeling? I'm tired, man. Dude, I'm so tired. But I'm tired all of the time, no matter how much I sleep. So it's whatever, I guess. You know, we'll just roll with it. I feel that. <laughs> hey, just chug that coffee. Just chug that coffee. Yeah, exactly, dude. I'm pu- I'm pumping copious amounts of CBD, nicotine, and caffeine into my system at the moment. Absolutely zero protein or carbs. Nothing that is good for me. Not even water. I am gen- genuinely concerned for my physical well-being. <laughs> But anywho, so today's a Sunday, eh? What is up with you and accents? Specifically on Sundays. Because when I think about, like, church and stuff, I don't know. I just, like, think of Ireland. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Which doesn't make sense because they were pagans. (laughs) Irish were pagans, Uh, right? They were something. They were were something. That's the quote of the day. Maybe. I think they uh, were Catholics, maybe. At one point, they were pagans, I'm sure. They were pagans from the start. But anyways, let's get to it, yeah? Oh, yeah. (laughs) all right now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen and where does that come from john uh uh, hebrews 11 1 (laughs) (laughs) we didn't write it down in the script i I I didn't find it real quick yeah i noticed that's the english standard version uh what's the niv version i wonder No, no 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 you know what the true version is which one is that the true and proper version is new king james (laughs) there we go that is the only version of the bible that i've ever read really no okay but most of the time most of the time (laughs) (laughs) oh okay so this is super interesting actually so this is kind of cool that we did this so first what i want to okay so let's backtrack it wait i'm talking it's my turn jesse let's okay first Today is Sunday, which means we're talking about a biblical prompt. Now, does that mean we're going to be talking about Jebus and God the whole time? No. We're just talking about the positive things we can get from that verse. Um, so it's the whole idea of the podcast is spreading positivity, uh, and there's a lot of positive things inside of the Bible, a lot of uplifting and encouraging things inside of the Bible that we're, we as Christians are going to look at. Uh, but those of you who are listening, are, are non-Christian listeners, can still feel free to listen to it and if you're of an open-minded heart, you might still be capable of understanding uh, the positivity that is inside of it. Obviously, some episodes are going to be much more Christian-focused, um, but especially like this one. Uh, but if you feel like listening into it, then you know that's awesome. That's cool. Good for you. But also, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there that this is going to be a Christian-themed episode, just as every, every Sunday is going to be from this point forward. Uh, so... If you're not into that, then go ahead and click to yesterday's episode. Uh, and then the way that I want to attack this, because there's two big words here, assurance and conviction. I want to break down the, the like the whole verse um, as far as what faith means to us, what assurance means in general, and conviction. Uh, and so with that being said, the new king james version of it is a little bit different so the english standard is now faith is the assurance assurance meaning a positive declaration intended to give confidence a promise in other words of things hoped for the conviction 
of things not seen. And then in the New King James Version is now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah, surprisingly, the King James Version uh, actually kind of says that a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, usually King James Version is really wordy and like hard to understand, but I think it says a lot better. But I actually, um, I like the, the way the NIV Version says it, uh, which is at least the first part, which is now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Um, so if we combine those two, it's now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. So just as with everything in the in the Bible, there's lots of different interpretations of this. But I don't know. This is a really mm-hmm. interesting one because it brings to light the, the fact that, honestly, you can read the same verse in the Bible like five times over and get a slightly different meaning out of it every time. Um, I mean, obviously, there are much better examples out there, and there's and obviously mm-hmm. some versions like the uh what is it EKG or something uh the English version uh that one's like super butchered to death um and that's actually why I prefer the new King James version even though a lot of the words are really outdated and you probably got to have a thesaurus right next to you the whole time um or a dictionary it's 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 good to use those bigger words because those bigger words kind of have more meaning behind them a little bit. So let's let's kind of break this down. Uh, and I want to look at just the first part of it, which in the NIV version, which is the one that I like, faith is confidence in what we hope for. Or what does confidence mean in this context? And, what, and for that matter, what does what we hope for mean? Right. So as far as confidence goes, I mean, bouncing back over to the English Standard Version it really does mean like reassurance Mm -hmm. in what we hope for. It's reminding us that we don't have to have concrete evidence of God to believe in God. That's what faith is for. Okay. I think, I think you're missing it on this one. I think what you just said is the second part of the verse, the evidence of things not seen. I think the the first part of the verse means something a little bit different. And what what do you think that means? I mean, I I agree with that. I, I agree that that faith is the, Kind of the, the, whatever you said. Um, is believing without having to see? Yes. But I think in the, in the first part of the verse, faith in this context is the, is the certainty that what you, what you want, what you pray about, what you want to happen, what you hope for will happen. That's what faith means in this context, is that it's the, it's the certainty that things will happen. It's the certainty that the assurance that what needs to happen will happen. What what's hoped for will happen. Right, right. I I I would say I agree with that. Okay. So have you seen uh, faith work out in this way in your life before? Have you ever um, hoped for something and known that it was going to happen because you had faith? You had faith that that something was going to happen. Could be something small or something big. I this isn't something that's been proven to me or shown to me. But I have faith and fully believe that I will eventually be happy with what I am doing. Uh, obviously, the future plan and goal is to be performing music, recording music, and making music, and making people happy through music, and just anything revolving around music. But I think, you know, at some point in my life, maybe maybe I'll just end up, you know, maybe I will just end up teaching. 
guitar at a guitar shop or, or selling guitars or making guitars or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that through the peace that God brings me, I'll be able to find contentment in that. You know, I love that. I love what you just said, John. <laughs> um, because, it, I mean, it's so true. You know, ever since I was a little kid, um, and maybe it's the the egotist in me, but I've always known that whatever I um, apply myself to, I'll be successful at. Um, I may not be like the, the best person in the world. I may not be the greatest, um, greatest at what I do in the world, but I'm going to be successful. Right. But that's not the goal, you know? Yeah, th- that's not the goal. I'll be successful. And that success looks like anything as long as I'm happy, as long as I have that peace of God. It might be teaching guitar, or that I guess that's your example. Mm-hmm. But uh, you will be successful in that area, and you'll be at peace with it. You know, you may not have the same dream that you did when you were a kid, but you're at peace with it. And I think that's I think that's amazing. Right. I think especially when it comes to our dreams and our goals and stuff, we tend to trick ourselves into believing that what we have planned is either going to happen or mm-hmm. we're going to die trying. But the, the fun thing about life is nothing stays the same and things are always changing. Dreams are always changing. Right. Absolutely. The dream that you have today might not be the dream that you have in the future. And what I mean by that is that like no matter what plan you have for yourself, God has a different plan for you. And that might and that might be disheartening and disappointing that it's not the plan that you had, mm-hmm. but it's a plan that's better. Yeah. It's a plan that fits your place in the universe. We, we all have we're all meant to do something we're all meant to be something um and I, I i believe that god has a plan for us all it might be something small but it might be something big only god knows and regardless of what it is i think you'll be happy and i think you'll you'll know that when you're doing it that it's it's what you're meant to be doing right happiness and peace take many forms and they're not always going to be what you imagined them being yeah it's it's funny because the times in my life where I've experienced the greatest strife, the greatest stress, and the greatest um, difficulties, or, or maybe maybe that's not the right way to say it. Maybe it's better to say the the times where I've been the most uncertain of what's gonna what's gonna happen. And I'm specifically thinking of um, at the end of high school. Uh, at the end of high school, I was very uncertain of where I was going to go with life. Um, I was interested in a lot of things. I was in, interested in engineering, music, the church, and missions, uh, photography, and uh, and a bunch of other things. And um, I, I dabbled in kind of like all of these a little bit. So I didn't know where I was going to go, and I didn't know um, what I would end up doing. Um, and at the end of high school, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, and eventually, and, and I felt very uncertain and very not stressed out or anxious, but just just uncertain about what was going to happen. Um, but eventually, I realized that I just have to pick something and go with right. it um, because the, the 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 thing that was causing that uncertainness was I wanted to do it all, um, and I, I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to do it all, and I wanted to do it all at once, and I wanted to do it all right then. Um, and that's, you know, it's not possible. I couldn't have done that. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't have enough experience in enough of these fields to do any of them to any moderate degree of success. Um, but it was, I mean, at that time I ended up taking a year off between, uh, my senior year and, uh, college to actually figure that out. Um, and obviously I ended up deciding to go to Hawkeye for digital media. Um, 
but I chose that because I had decided that I need to just pick something and go with it. And no matter what direction I chose, I knew and I had faith um, that I was going to like it and I was going to be successful. It doesn't matter what that success looks like, right. but I was, going to, um, I was going to enjoy it and I was going to be successful and I was going to have that peace of God that what I was doing was right and, and what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, honestly, one thing that like isn't really made super clear to people is that if you choose a major right out of high school, you can change it later. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like we're taught, we're made to believe that out of high school, we got to pick what we're going to be doing for the rest mm-hmm. of our lives. At the age of 18 years old, you've got to figure out what you're still going to enjoy doing in 30 years. Yeah. And that's literally impossible. Yeah. And the whole point of college is to test drive a couple of those things, mm-hmm. a couple of them. So it honestly should be encouraged and should be so much more common for people to change majors and to switch it around. Well, I find it really funny that, and I, I, I was told this, I don't know how true it is. I believe that it's fairly true, but that in most other countries, most students take a gap year. But in America, almost no one takes a gap year. Or if they, uh, it's either they don't take a gap year or they just don't go to college until several years later. Hmm. But in most other countries... It's the it's the normal for people to to take one year off between high school and college. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I've, I have noticed that it's becoming a much more common thing. And I, I think that's awesome because I think it's the it's that modern um, with with the internet and everything. Everyone that that modern exchange of information where um, more people are realizing that you don't need to go to college right away. <laughs> well, but also people are, are realizing how many career paths there are. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think for some of the older generations, it was very, very, very common for you to do what your father did. Yeah, yeah. Or do what your mother did. Um, you know, if your mom was a homeschool mom and her job was to take care of your siblings and you, um, then that's what a lot of young girls wanted to do. And that's awesome. That's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, oh, I think parenting is a job in itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's no shame in, in, you know, like, like I know my mom has struggled with uh, issues about, you know, like comparing herself to my dad as far as what they contribute to the family. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, my dad's contribution to the family could literally be written out in dollar signs. You know what I mean? It could be ri- it could be seen on a piece of paper. This is what I've done for the family. This is what I've provided mm-hmm. for the family. Um, and obviously, there was much more that he did and provided. Um, but for my mom, there isn't necessarily this substance. Uh, you know, this is what I've done for them. Yeah, it's a lot more unseen. Right, which which made her at times really want to get a job and, and made her feel like she wasn't, at, wasn't providing as much as, as my father was. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, from my perspective, it's like, jeez, I would rather work 40 hours a week than raise six kids. That is more than a full-time job. Raising six <laughs> kids is an 80-hour-per-week job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... Like, it's a full time. It's not. No, I'm sorry. It's a. It's an all the time job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and society, especially over the last couple generations, has really scoffed. Or not the last couple generations, but the the last few generations has really scoffed at the idea of both homeschooling and you know being a stay at home parent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is really sad, I think, because it takes value and pride away from those who do decide to become a stay-at-home parent. And I think they're honestly a very, very, very vital part of society because you're raising the next society. You're teaching them everything they're going to know. Yeah, um, yeah. You're, yeah, you're creating and shaping and forming these people who are going to surpass you someday. And the vitality of that is never quite shown in modern society. Now, mm -hmm. it's more important that both parents have a job. So that way, both genders are properly represented. You know, you are you are falling into a... I've, I've heard something similar to this said before. Uh, you are becoming a part of the patriarchy, or you are doing what the patriarchy is telling you to do yeah. by staying home and raising your children. I disagree with that completely. Interesting. Never thought about it that way. But anyways, all I'm saying is, mm -hmm. you know, when my older siblings graduated, they weren't they would just tell people that they were what they were going to be pursuing, even though they were planning on taking a gap year because it was socially unacceptable to do so. And then for me, I just said, I plan on taking a gap year and left it at that. And that was completely acceptable, you know, five, six, eight years later. Yeah. That John, John isn't on a gap year for five or six, eight years. <laughs> yeah. Right. There, there's a sibling separation. there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. I was going to take it just a gap year, but this is gap year two. So we'll yeah. see where I go. Hey, and that's okay. But yeah, no, that, I think that's a, that's a very interesting way to look at it. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about the, the second part of the verse, um, the evidence of things not seen. What do you, what do you think about that? I don't know that ah, there's, I have this idea in my head mm -hmm. right now, but I don't know how to put it into words. It's almost as though the power and confidence and comfort that faith brings you, right, is evidence in itself of those things that you cannot see. So when I am having super, super, super bad times of, like, mental health, one of the few things that will bring me peace is just prayer and listening to uh, Me Without You and just thinking about God and putting things into, you you know, doing what we've talked about in the past, which is putting things into perspective. Um, and I think that's, that's what I'm doing is I'm practicing my faith. Mm -hmm. And that faith brings me peace and clarity. And that peace and clarity is evidence of the things that are not seen. Okay. That peace and clarity is proof that God exists. Okay. That makes sense. I think there's a lot... Uh, a lot of different ways to look at it. I think for you, you receive that peace and clarity. For me, it comes in a different form, um, and that's perseverance. Um, so when you're when you're struggling with mental health and stuff, and you um, you take that time, um, and you you and then you receive that peace and clarity. Um, for me, for me, it's a little bit different. Whenever I'm struggling with uh, my mental health, um, I'm always reminded through faith to persevere. And to to make it through the day, make it through the hour, make it through the the five minute struggle, um, and that that's the way that that I mean, when it comes to mental health and when it comes to um, faith in that way, that's the way it comes to me is perseverance and just make it through this and and it'll be easier. Make it make it through this. Um, right, motivation. Yeah, motivation, and and that's for me. That's the way it comes through. Um, in those situations, I think I think um, depending on the situation, it. it can happen it can have a variety of different forms for different people if that makes any sense yeah yeah for sure i think that's absolutely true and so whatever form that takes that is evidence and proof of things not seen mm -hmm. so with picking that all apart breaking that down going off on a couple different side tangents uh how would you how would you sum that all up without sounding 
stupidly redundant. Faith is a big one. Whether or not you believe in God, whether or not you um, believe in a higher power, it's I think it's an important thing to be reminded of um, that when you when you have faith uh, in in the things that you want, when you have faith in those in those low moments, when you have faith that that things will get better, uh, when you when you hope for something and you have faith that it'll get better, that it'll get done, that those things will happen, that you will be su- successful, and that that you will have peace. Faith is what brings all that together. Faith is why you believe in those things. It's why you keep going when when things are tough. Faith is the reason why I'm certain that no matter what I do, I will be successful. doesn't matter what that success looks like, but I'll be successful and I will have peace with it. And along with that, faith is the evidence of those things as well. It's not only the certainty that they will happen, it's the evidence that that those things will happen. I think it goes hand in hand. I mean, when you look back uh, on your life and you you look at things that you've wanted in the past that you've hoped for and that when you look at th- when times were tough, um, if you had faith, you're able to get through that and you're able to um, keep going. Because I mean, if we don't have faith, when those low moments get a hold of us, they just bring you down and there there's no way to get out of it because, I mean, why keep going when it won't ever get better? But that faith is the certainty that it will get better and that it's the it's the evidence that the evidence of those moments that that it will get better. And I, I know it kind of it, it goes hand in hand, the, the certainty and the evidence. But uh, I mean, that that's that's how I look at it. Uh, and I know that was kind of a ramble, but it's a good sum up. Yeah, hopefully it's a good sum up. <laughs> So with that, keep all that in mind this week as you face your daily struggles, as you face your demons, and as you fight the battles that you're meant to fight. And remember that we all serve a purpose. We all have purpose. And remember to live your life with love. And what is it? Uh, remember to always live your life with love and love your life every day. I'm John. I'm Jesse. And we'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Peace.